Happy. Welcome to the show, Joey. Ah, it's, thanks for having me, man. Honest to God. Thank you. Where's your water at, man? We got to no, cheers. No, I'm all set. You're all set? No, no booze, no water, no I nothing. Will. Well, listen, uh, thank you for being here on the show. Of course. All right. Joey's like uh, one of my little brothers out there, you know? Yeah, of course. Uh, hopefully, you look at me like an older brother. I do. And I, I always do. got your back. I do. And uh, you're from what town? What city? Shelby Township. Shelby Township? Yes, sir. How old are you? Uh, 22 years of age. 22 years of age. Young gentleman here. Yep. And I brought him on the show here to talk to us because I think his story is very inspiring. And you started off young where you were misdiagnosed, I believe. Yeah, no, that's correct. So I really began life with a hell of an issue. I had Asperger's. I was diagnosed when I was two years old. And in truth, man, my childhood, it wasn't bad, but there was a lot of confusion with me. You know, like I was often finding myself behind when it came to learning basic things, how to interact with people which is really a far cry for me now, but when I was a kid, it, it was a challenge. Like the most basic things were a challenge, and that really left me with a huge sense of powerlessness. Mm -hmm. And when one feels powerless, they're most prone to acting out, and they're most prone to doing stupid things. An example of that being, it caused real insecurity for me because I would see all my peers around me just able to do things normally, not have any stigma associated with it. Yeah. And for me, it wasn't exactly the case all the time. And no matter how successful I am or anybody is, I always say, don't ever become an arrogant prick because you never can forget where you came from. Yeah. That's really how I like to view it. Yeah. So how'd the story go? So you were growing up, they misdiagnosed you. What? How was it growing up? So it wasn't really a misdiagnosis. It was an exaggeration of severity. Yeah. So when I was two, the doctor just straight up diagnosed me with straight up autism spectrum disorder. Yeah. Which I hear they, they mistake that a lot these days. Oh, they do all the fucking time like you wouldn't believe, yeah. including with me. Because when I was 10, I, I had improved cognitively so much. Like my mom was wondering, is he really like this? Yeah. So I wanted to get kind of like reanalyzed. And as they found that it was just Asperger's syndrome and that the severity w was wrong. And it's mm -hmm. just... And what's the difference between Asperger's syndrome? Severity. So Generally, it's a lighter, lighter version. Right. So much lighter. Yes. So when people have Asperger's, most of the challenges are rather manageable. Yeah. Like if you learn how to control the way you behave, how to how to be yourself without sounding and looking like a moron. Yeah. Then that's the way you want to go. But if you have autism, it's a whole different world of challenges. Yeah. Like some of the kids with autism will just straight up run away from their house. Yeah. Just like I'm not really this is really sad, but they seem to lack the most basic awareness. It breaks my heart. Yeah. What things helped you get over that well, growing up? I always had a desire in me to be out there outgoing outspoken which is a contrary sign to autism a lot of people with autism are just fucking introverts yes they're just reserved and and really quiet yeah with me uh, one of the ways they knew they figured the severity would be off because i had more friends and i had and still have more friends and I know what to do with. When I met you, um, I had no idea or had any thoughts that you had anything. Yeah, no, nobody. Close to autism, no, so. No, nobody does. Uh, so it was never anything recognizable no. in my eyes. So I didn't yeah. think that there was anything wrong. And obviously there isn't because no, of course. you pulled up here in a Mercedes Benz. You're doing fairly well for yourself. <laughs> yes. I, at, I a would, young, at a young age, which is yeah. very good, yeah. you know. Of course. So that's why I brought you on. I wanted you to kind of, you know, share your story and inspire well, folks out there because a lot of people I hear, whether it's parents or actually kids, you know, they get 
diagnosed with things, I feel like the doctors are quick to diagnose these days instead of let somebody go through natural healing or let somebody, you know, take the proper time to figure out exactly what's going on. We're quick to just prescribe something. Uh, and, not, and not only that, but the, the enormous amount of damage it does to people's self-esteem is yeah. just not just the children. Even the parents, like imagine, people will society declares your child half retarded. Yes. That's what that is. As blunt and ruthless as that sounds, that's objectively true. People with autism are classified as partially retarded, mm -hmm. regardless of how true or not it is. And it's so fucked up because, like you said, I pulled up here in a Mercedes. I have a great reputation, a great business, lots of friends. And look, man, I have everything I never thought I could have. My parents never thought I could have. And to have defied all the odds. And that's not to say I didn't make any mistakes. Oh my god, I, I messed up in business like you wouldn't believe. I messed up with people like you wouldn't believe. My whole life could also be described a as a learning curve. Mm -hmm. Especially from the ages of 12 to 18, there was the most development. Yeah, what year, what year was it where you started really developing and focus? Did you make a decision and say, I'm going to fight this, I don't have this, I could get over this? Like, what was that point like? The, the boiling point really came when I went in the seventh grade. Like, the thing where, okay, maybe in elementary school I didn't care about, didn't care about standing out, but I'm done. Like, I don't want to live a life as ordinary beings live, mm -hmm. so to speak. I want to prosper in abundance. So I figured, okay, maybe I talked to the hot chicks. Maybe I thought they're the nice, cool-looking guys. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And should be told, everybody loved me. Yeah. There's something about my personality that people found yeah. funny and nice. Yeah, you're hilarious, man. I like, I like, the, I like to think so. I, I like to think so. You are. I like to think so, especially in a couple of weeks. A little out of hand sometimes, but... Mm. Hey, hey, hey. You're the one that everybody loves that. Yeah. So that's good. So you started getting out there and talking to more people and... You know, right. and, and the skills I learned with the, that helped me. That confidence I built because of how successful that part of me was yeah. translated easily into sales. So you started making friends. A, a lot of it, yeah. But yeah, the, the, and this that is was in middle school. Yeah, this yeah. was yeah. And, and then afterwards, what was the miracle to me was there was really not much of any bullying to me at all. Yeah. And granted, there were like there'll always be a couple. Did it of, start off with bullying? No, no, actually, no. There were just a few. There would be a few assholes who would say some stupid things. But no, for the most part, I have had and have a, a great reputation because it, you're like b b 10 years older than me. So yeah, there it could get harsh, but people really in my, in my generation kind of pacified. Really, yeah, they're a lot less cruel. To yeah. their credit. That's good. Yeah, really a miracle too. Yeah. And was there any like medication that you had to take growing up that you stopped taking? Or um, we tried medications that you stopped going tried to? Tried medications, tried counselors, none of that shit helped. The only thing that really helps is looking the world in the eye and say, F you, I am me. If you don't like me, proceed to get yes. I'm here to stay. I am <laughs> who I am. Yeah. Blunt, but not a, not inaccurate, is it? Yeah. So what kind of advice would you give anybody listening that has kids, cousins, friends, themselves that suffer from anything medical the, that's maybe stops them from living their full potential? You are not worse than anybody else. You are not less qualified than anybody else. Yeah. You are not inept. You are not flawed. Every single person on earth has a problem. There are people in the world who are oh, short. Yeah. There are mothers who can't even walk, yeah. talk, yeah. or hear, or see. Yeah. Which, in my opinion, not being able to see would be the worst, but that's yeah. just besides the point. And anyways, you guys, to anybody out there, just be yourself, man. Just what the hell did I have to lose, and what the hell do any of you have to lose? Yeah. Totally you don't change agree. people. You don't change people's opinions, advocating and saying, "Oh, nice." Nobody gives a fuck deep down, man. Yeah. You only change your opinions by showing the world 
you are as successful, if not even more so. That's good, man. So yeah, so you went to high school, you got into insurance, I believe. Is that the first thing you did? Like uh, your first real job? After I graduated, I went to the Salvation Army for about a year. I was yeah. the warehouse supervisor. Yeah. And it just tells you when they put an 18-year-old kid in charge, it means the rest, of this, the rest of the guys who are included in the category of not being really inept and having potential. That's where I really learned, oh my god, these poor people I would work with. P people must have secretly thought I was bad with these people. I never thought of anybody like that because mm -hmm. the way I was. What do you mean? Like they, their work ethic or? Not, not just work ethic, but oh, they were like drug addicts, you know, like people getting rehabilitated, oh, okay, that okay. kind of stuff. And, and you were managing them at the Salvation Army. I was, yeah. A gr great group of guys. And yeah. the, I left because the new manager, the guy the guy manager there, I loved him. Yeah. The new manager, she was a bitch. Yeah. She was just, uh, everybody hated her. And yeah. she, she she destroyed the place. Yeah. So, uh, yes. Polar man. She she totally destroyed <laughs> the place. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, if she had any part, she probably didn't have any part of the business because anybody that comes in and is fully hated by everybody obviously has some personal things going on in their life and they take it out on the business. But she probably no. has no ownership in that business, right? No, she's a manager. No, she, yeah. No, the Salvation Army has branches and a corporate. It's gotcha. not like an independent contract. Yeah. Kind of well, I'm shocked it didn't get to anybody that could actually, you know, discipline her. No, be because they don't, they don't, corporations don't care. You should know that better than me. I mean, some corporations do. Um, For example, I took Eli to McDonald's the other day. Huh? I was actually with David, and uh, they missed three things on the order. The guy told me, uh, and he was like, I think uh, he was slurring. I don't know what he was on. He was on something, or maybe he was on no sleep, and I'm judging. But uh, I sucked it in, and then I got my order. I was missing half the shit, so I went to Google and said, complain McDonald's, and I filled out a complaint, and then the manager called me the next day. So some franchises, yeah, they do have things in place where you could report things, and yeah. they do want to hear your feedback. So no, I don't think all franchises are dirt evil franchises not so much or like greater even. but greater corporate is more where the problem lies because if, if a customer complains i to me i'm not just going to stand there and do nothing correct you see, because I, I, I take care of my customers because you're a good individual and a good business person no, but that, that doesn't lie in the corporation or the franchise that lies in the individual person that you're speaking to at that mm. point my experiences don't really correlate to that assumption but i can't disprove yours and you can't disprove mine well where else have you worked as uh, as far as corporations are concerned, other than Salvation Army. Well, Allstate, all which state? I was getting into. Which is, you're still there, right? Uh, in part. I resigned my commission appointment in January. I, I still act as the customer service liaison before I before I expand and open my own agency. So that's something that I'm still technically there. I'm there, but not there. Okay. I was appointed in 2020 because after COVID, because after the Salvation Army, I went to work at Audi for a couple of months. I liked it, and... What's Audi? Car dealership. Audi. Oh, okay. oh Audi. 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 Okay. Excuse me. Gotcha. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I worked there for a couple months. And I liked it, but just... It didn't really... wasn't really my thing. So I figured, okay, what else can I do? I went to work at... Do you know those, like, MLM, AT&T, DirecTV sales firms? Uh -huh. That's where I was, I was at one of those. Now, there were parts of it that I fucking loved, and other parts of it that I hated. But... I got good experience there. I was there until May when COVID really started hitting and we all got shut down. I think it was January. I think we I think we shut down in March and did uh, online meetings until May. And then I decided I didn't want to do that either. So I thought, what's a good career that I can do that fulfills all the goals that I've always had? I've yeah. had an entrepreneurial drive. I'm driven. I want to succeed. I want to win. I want to win very big. I want to win for all time. So I figured insurance. Now, I went to Allstate because the guy there who hired me, good man, I just 
I am in his debt. He hired me and he taught me everything about insurance sales and then I just hit it off. I started selling left, right, center. People just fell in love with what I could do for them, you know? Which leads me to really the main mistakes that I made in sales, which you really, when you're in that kind of environment, it's so easy to get sucked in by a temptation to play fast and loose. Not necessarily, no, don't break the law, but like to play fast and loose and to try everything to get the sale as soon as possible. And that thing, that didn't cause me any problems, but people would complain and saying, why didn't you explain this thoroughly when I thought I did? Really just not crossing a T's and dotting the I's the way you should. It's really was too hyperactive trying to close yes, the deal right for away. lack of better words, yeah. I call it loan breath in the mortgage industry. Hmm. Where somebody has loan breath or sales breath, it's like all you care about is a sale. And people could yeah. read that off of you. It's better to take your time, hmm. open up doors, learn right. some things about them, customize a perfect solution it, it, based off the knowledge you acquire off somebody, it, rather than rushing, rushing, rushing to the end. All of my mistakes that I made in sales were because I didn't do that. And just, that's the biggest thing I regret, really. As successful as I am, there were a couple things where, oh my god, looking back, why did I do this? Yeah. It's just a total disaster. Yeah. What's the answer? The answer is just fight it. Whenever you get the temptation, stop yourself. What things did you do to stop yourself? I looked at the short term and the long term. Long term, if this continued, it would have caused problems. And I would have lost my career, I would have lost everything. Ethically, I want to make sure my customers are aware of what they have, why they have it, and that they're satisfied. Yeah. Like even if I explain it once, if the customer doesn't understand, that the burden still lies on us. Yeah. Because we're the one who bound the deal. Yeah. In either of our industries, really. Yeah. What was your biggest uh, struggle or opportunity in the insurance world? The biggest struggle was really refer was really the source of closes. The now, source of the leads. Right. How yeah. You close right. The lead? I was getting that actually. Yeah. So internet leads. There's a saying in my industry: out of every ten internet leads you have, three will close. Four and five. Four. One out of three, one out of ten, the fourth one will be for later. The other six, what the hell did we pay for? It's so easy to get discouraged by the no's and the naysayers that you find. This, in part, caused me to have this fast and loose... Fail fast, fail forward. Yes, yeah, you, you said it better than I ever could have. And that's what caused that. And the thing, I, if I could go back and stop myself and think, no, there will always be more people. There will always be more opportunities. Stop. And wish I did that. Yeah. But you're saying that helped you build the mental toughness dealing with all those no's. Oh, of course. Yeah, I think it does. I think a lot of people in sales build that toughness. A lot of people can't handle those no's. And that's why they get out of the game quick yeah. and fast. You yeah, know? they get out of the game quick and fast because they just can't handle all the objections. Yeah. And it's just that that's what'll burn you. Yeah. What kept me in was the anger. Circumstances I had and no, I will never give up. I will never stop. Yeah, so it's good. You took your adversity and you made it into fuel. Yeah, you don't use yeah. your anger to become a bitter drunk old bastard. You use your <laughs> you, use, <laughs> you use your anger, man, as like you said, fuel, ammunition to drive yourself to win. Yeah. And win so hard and so big. Everyone's in shock wondering how you did it. Uh, I, ho I hope so. That's what I'm talking about. I man. hope so, buddy. I hope so. That's, well, you are an inspiration, man. And I uh, hope people watching this could get inspired by you. Um, I, I, because I, as we all talk, when, when I met you, we had a great time. Like, you could bring this guy around more because you're a heck of a party animal to be around, of man. Of course, of course. Yeah. Anybody, anybody who knows me knows well, this to be true. Yeah, we won't get into the stories. No, but, we, uh, we, no. You're, you're a funny cat. Make sure you don't do anything crazy in my book release party. Trust me, I don't plan on it. <laughs> I do not plan. I, but, uh, I'm more worried about David in the background than either yeah. of us. Yeah, but no, you, you've done it right, man. You've used adversity as your fuel. Yeah. And when I met you and they told me, you know, it was diagnosed, I said, there's no way this guy doesn't got autism. This guy's good. And I do have cousins, 
you know, and family members and people that I know that are diagnosed with autism much more severe. Yeah. You know, that really, the, the, they don't talk much and they, they do their own thing. Yeah. So I just, I've I, seen it on both ends. So yeah. when you see it on that side, you can't really say like it's misdiagnosed or it's not real because right. there is some real cases. No, right? something is, yeah, when, it, when it's that severe, something happened. And it breaks my heart, man, because these, these people, they would have turned into normal kids right. under any other circumstance. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the f*** caused it, whether it was a MMR vaccine conspiracy or whatever did it. A lot of conspiracies out there. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. It's, it's sad. It really is. Not for, I, I don't say that for myself because I'm happy with what I have. Yeah. But when I look at the less fortunate yeah. and the powerless, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Wish it's, We it's both sad. wish we could change it. Yeah, God bless them, man. God bless them, indeed. What, what was uh, some of the things that helped you the most fighting this growing up? Um, my peers, just to support people not viewing me as much different. Whether it was, whether whether it was like I said, your cool jock guy or your hot girl, everybody loved me. Everybody mm-hmm. accepted me, and I, and in my school years, I made a lot of friendships on both ends that last to this day. God's blessing also is upon me. Yeah. I've dodged enough bullets and avoided enough circumstances to where I know the Lord is shining over me today, tomorrow, and every day. Awesome. I don't doubt it. And what's next for you? What's next for me? Just keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, I hope to inspire more people. I, I hope to motivate everybody as best I can yeah. that I'm ever come up, that I ever yeah. come across. You are, man. You're doing great things. I I, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. So, and the same to you. Man, we work we hard, do. We but, do. but we help others, you know? And and that's why another reason why I'm not so splagey with my money. I know how hard it is to make the money, and so do you. Well, listen, man. It was great having you on the show today. This show is called Shotcast. All right. You're supposed to leave with a shot of inspiration, all right? I have. A shot of inspiration. I need you to give the camera one thing here, the audience listening, one thing that they could walk away with. Just one last shot from Joey. What would that be? Never give up. Don't stop. Pursue what you want. Anybody tells you, otherwise, they, they may proceed to get f***ed. Do you. You do you. You are who you are. Don't you ever give up on yourself, your goals, or your dreams. Fire again. This guy's dropping bombs. He came to drop bombs today. Well, listen, I'll give you my shot. My shot is, as Joey said, I think a big part of his success and his growth was his environment. I believe it could have went a different way and a different path if everybody at the school were bullies. And if they didn't, you know, if they weren't kind to you and if they fought with you and if they, let's say they did the opposite, you could have went a different path. So I think it was good that you had the environment. I promise you that's what would have happened. Yeah, I owe those I owe those fucking morons everything. Yeah, in fairness. Yeah, so I think uh, to make sure that you're supporting those people in your environment that aren't as blessed and fortunate as you that may have some things going on, make sure that you're supportive. If you see somebody doing the wrong thing, call them out. Don't let that kind of thing happen because those things could lead to a lot of other bad things. No. It could change someone's whole life, you know, t- trajectory. No. Don't let something you do for 50 seconds get you 50 years. Is the saying. I like that. No. Beautiful saying. 